Want to learn how to leverage your marketing to get clients on repeat? Charge a fee that leaves you with money in your pocket even after you've finished paying your bills? And finally, stop working with the clients that you've long outgrown? Liberated Business is a transformational program that combines group and one-on-one work so you get the best results possible. This differs from every other program out there because it helps you make money while supporting your joy and liberation throughout your entrepreneurial journey. Liberated Business starts this June and runs through November, and enrollment is open now. Visit thebadtherapist.coach slash liberatedbusiness to get all of the details and sign up. DM me on Instagram at thebadtherapist with any questions or to learn more. I cannot wait to get started with you. This is the biggest thing that stops business owners from being successful. It's ultimately not strategy, the niche, knowing what having the exact correct fee or cancellation policy or being in a big city versus in a rural area or having a great website or not. It's it doesn't come down to that because if you can keep on going through periods of disappointment or uh, downturns, then you will essentially always have the opportunity to keep on trying or try something different. But if when disappointment hits you, you just stop, then you're basically done. That's it. Like game over. That's the end of the line. Hey there, and welcome to The Bad Therapist Show, the podcast for current and aspiring private practice therapists who want to earn more money, work less, and have a way bigger impact. I'm your host, Felicia, The Bad Therapist, former goody-goody therapist turned six-figure private practice owner and therapist business coach. I'm here to help you learn everything you need to know about private practice and expanding beyond the one-to-one model so you can earn more money and increase your impact as a therapist without burning out or hustling. Using my proven liberated business method, therapists at all stages of business have been able to grow their income while becoming even better therapists. And I'm on a mission to help you do the same. It's time for you to get your time back and enjoy being a therapist again. You ready? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to The Bad Therapist Show. I'm your host, Felicia, The Bad Therapist. We're continuing our Therapist CEO series that we kicked off last week with Emily. Today, we're talking about the thing that is the most likely to fuck up your business, and that's disappointment. The tricky thing about disappointment is that when we're feeling it, we're much more likely to misdiagnose the problem and actually make things worse. Not falling into this trap is something successful therapy business owners have mastered, and it's some real CEO-level shit. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about how and why mismanaged disappointment is kryptonite for your business, plus what you can do to feel better, stop wasting time, and get back to building a successful practice. So let's go. So this topic of disappointment has been coming up for some of my clients. It's something I hear folks talk about on the internet. And of course, it's something that Emily and I talked about in the last episode. I'm also not immune from it either. And disappointment tends to follow a big push or when you have a big goal or when you have high hopes or expectations that something's going to be a certain way. Like when Emily talked about (laughs) envisioning her early years in practice after graduating and that she would just kind of like feel confident in a way that 
when it came down to it, wasn't exactly her experience, and she really had to work to build up that confidence and weather those storms. Owning your own therapy practice or being an entrepreneur of any kind is an exercise in holding dialectics. And hopefulness and goal setting is one of the biggest ones. It's crucial to set big goals, go all out on them, and believe they can and will happen. But you also have to learn to love yourself even when what you want doesn't actually occur. And that is the really, really hard bit. This reminds me of a story I heard from my teacher, Vinny, when he was talking about his toddler. His toddler was doing something that was not okay. I, he never even said what it was, but it was not okay. And Vinny kind of described having this sense that he would only have to have this conversation with his kid or tell his kid so many times to stop doing this thing. And he kind of reached this point where he had gone beyond that. Like, as it turned out, the kid needed (laughs) to be corrected many, many more times than Vinny had initially anticipated. And he noticed his own natural inclination to be upset about it or disappointed or frustrated by it. And then he realized that he made that up. Like, This idea that this thing should happen within a certain time frame or his kid should change his behavior within a certain amount of time, like that was Vinny's best guess at what would happen. And it turned out that he was wrong. And that just cracked me up. He has this phrase like guessed wrong. And it's like, yeah, you guessed wrong. And we do that all the time in our lives and our businesses We get so frustrated when we're like, well, I decided that if I did this, this thing was going to happen and it didn't. So now I'm pissed. That's like the beginning, right? We can take it so many steps further. We can go from I'm pissed to I'm a piece of shit or this idea sucked or everyone else sucks or it's not fair and I shouldn't have to do any of this. I'm stopping marketing or building my business or trying to be a therapist. Like it's so easy for that to kind of spiral out of control. And when that happens, we're basically spending the time doing that instead of taking any action that would allow us to change our circumstances. And so, so much of being an entrepreneur is about getting on board with reality, whatever that may be, whether it should be that way or not. That always has to be our starting point. We have to start with what is, because as long as we're thinking it should be different, that we shouldn't have to deal with what we're dealing with because it's unfair or unjust or we've already put in the work so we just really shouldn't be in this place. Anyway, anytime we're spending time in that rut, in that cycle, it's time we're not actually changing our circumstances. And look, I am all for throwing a fit and we're going to talk about that later. I think that's actually really, really important. And I also think it's really important to have the skill set to help you move through those feelings and that disappointment so you don't get stuck there. This is CEO level work. And this is really, really important because not knowing how to deal with this versus knowing how to deal with it is what makes or breaks your business. This is the biggest thing that stops business owners from being successful. It's ultimately not the strategy, the niche, knowing having the exact correct fee or cancellation policy or being in a big city versus in a rural area or having a great website or not. It's It doesn't come down to that because if you can keep on going through periods of disappointment or uh, downturns, 
then you will essentially always have the opportunity to keep on trying or try something different. But if when disappointment hits you, you just stop, then you're basically done. That's it. Like game over. That's the end of the line. And that's why it's actually so important for you to know how to work with your disappointment. It's really important for me to say that this is normal. This is to be expected. You're not doing something wrong or messing up if you feel disappointed. This is a normal part of running a business. I mean, it's a normal part of being a human, right? Like this is something we're constantly dealing with. But when this happens in our businesses, we sometimes put extra pressure on ourselves and we think this shouldn't be happening. I, I well, I shouldn't be getting it wrong in the first place. And I also shouldn't be feeling the feelings that I'm feeling related to feeling like I got it or thinking that I got it wrong, right? We're just like, this whole thing is a mess, shouldn't be happening. Clearly, this is a huge problem. And the fact is, it's not a huge problem if you know how to deal with it. It is, in fact, just one of the many trade-offs that you make when you are choosing to run your own business. So for instance, when you run your own business, you have total control and freedom to make the decisions in your business that you want to make and the potential to earn as much money as you want. But that also means that you're less insulated from the ups and downs of running the business. You're more aware of all of the money going in and out. And you're more likely to feel that you and your business are one. And I mean, that all of that came up in our conversation with Emily last week. I think we touched on each and every one of those points. So at the end of the day, there's a real trade-off between the freedom and the level of responsibility. It doesn't mean that being an entrepreneur can't be really enjoyable and pleasurable. I mean, it should be. That's the whole reason why we are being willing to take on this level of risk and responsibility. But we also shouldn't be surprised when it's hard. So we need to learn the skills to weather those ups and downs. This is essentially what being a good entrepreneur is about, is knowing how to weather these things. And like I said earlier, successful CEOs, successful business owners know how to ride these waves and have compassion with themselves and other members of their team through it. Because if they don't, this is the point, this is the moment where folks stop or where they spiral and start doing really weird self-sabotage things to themselves and their businesses. So watch out. If your business has started to kind of like tumble down, Check to see, was there a place that you were feeling disappointed that you didn't really let yourself move through? Are you still kind of hung up or stuck on something? Is that stopping you from taking the action you actually need to take? Because that is the reason why this is kryptonite for your business. As a business owner, especially a person running your own business, you are going to have to learn how to actually separate yourself from your business. Emily spoke to this at the very end of the episode last week. And it was all I could do to keep myself from continuing to record and recording a whole other episode, because that is just such an important point. We are so closely associated with our businesses, but we are not our businesses. And so we need to be able to tell the difference between what we need and what our businesses need. And too often we get those things jumbled up (laughs) and a place this tends to show up is marketing. Your business needs you to market. You may dislike marketing, at least at a starting point. So what do you need 
to be able to show up for what your business needs. And I don't mean that in a sort of bro marketing approach like hustle, don't sleep, do everything at the price of, I don't know, your health or whatever. No, that's not what I'm talking about. But I am talking about this is going to be an uncomfortable process. And what you need and what your business needs are two different things. And you will need to do what you need to do for yourself so that you can show up for your business. Because ultimately, we want your business to show up for you. If anything, this is like a two-person relationship. It's mutually beneficial. You decided to create your business. The purpose is for it to support you, for it to earn you income, for it to be a place where you can express yourself, share your gifts with the world, and receive financial compensation for that. That's the purpose of your business. In order for your business to give you that, you need to give it what it needs. Your business can also allow you the freedom to take time off, to see the number of clients you want to see, to see the type of clients you want to see, to whatever you want to do because it's your business. But we've got to begin to understand what your responsibilities are to it and what your expectations are of it. That being said, you decided to create your business, not the other way around. Like you birthed this baby. So Sometimes, like Vinny described with his kid, like you think you know what it needs and you're trying your damnedest to give it what it needs. And sometimes you guess wrong. You also need to have some humility to (laughs) be willing to make changes. Or sometimes it's not make changes at all. Sometimes it's literally stick with the plan. And I'll talk about that more in just a little bit. So why it's worth it and honestly, absolutely necessary for you to have this skill set is because we mostly hope that we won't encounter these moments of disappointment in our businesses. And so we simply don't plan for them. We don't have a strategy for how to navigate them. And in the mindset world, there's a lot of talk about focusing on the positive and what's going right. And sometimes folks worry that if they were to feel their feelings or acknowledge that they're feeling disappointed or that they didn't get what they wanted, that they'll somehow call more of that in. And so That can turn into a real avoidance to the point where it's actually not helpful. You need to know how to deal with this. Feel the feelings, take constructive action, and move forward. And so that's what we're going to get into now. We're going to talk about what to actually do when these moments of disappointment hit. So this can be, you know, if you're someone who uses the strategy of launching in your business, a lot of the folks I work with are therapists and business coaches, and even people who are only working as traditional therapists can use the strategy of launching to market their businesses. I'm not going to go into all of that right now because that's not the purpose of this episode, but I promise I will cover launching in an episode later on. But suffice to say that launching is kind of like a big push. Launching in your business means that there's generally a higher volume of content that you're creating. There's a much more focused effort to get the word out and to bring on new clients or to sell. Maybe it's an online course or whatever it is that you've created. And so it's a big energy output. And sometimes when you launch and you don't have the signups you would like to have, you don't get the clients so easy to feel really, really, really disappointed. And again, that's very normal. I wouldn't tell you not to feel that or that you're wrong or bad. Of course you feel disappointed. You had high hopes. And I also think it's really important that you did have high hopes, that you did really believe that it was possible and that you acted as if. Because honestly, if you aren't doing that, 
then it's going to be really hard for you to show up for the process. I think I think it's absolutely crucial that we do set these big goals, these big dreams for ourselves, and then we go for them relentlessly, that we truly deeply believe that they're possible. And like I said earlier, we have to also know what to do when we don't get what we want. Disappointment can also follow when we've when something's changed, like Emily talked about when she just graduated from school and she was getting her hours, there was this kind of excitement, this expectation that like, I've arrived, I'm, it's going to work now. And then her practice took some time to really get up and running. And she was comparing herself to others and feeling like she was getting it wrong. And that can be a moment when we also tend to feel disappointment when we've kind of had this idea that it's just that one more thing I need and then it's going to be easy, Right. And then we get that thing and it turns out there's a whole new slew of other things we have to learn and figure out and it isn't just smooth sailing. And look, there in fact are people out there, therapists out there who do get like very, very quick results. And if you are listening to this, I hope and pray that that is you. I would love nothing more than for you to hit the jackpot, right place, right time, right skill set, and just knock it out of the park right off the bat. I do believe it's possible. I've seen it happen. And if you are not that person, like probably the majority of us, I don't want you to feel like you're a piece of shit because that is simply not helpful. I also, like I said before, don't want you to abandon your dream. I just want you to know it's not quite here yet and you get to keep on going. So what to do when you hit that disappointment pothole so you can actually keep on going and you don't like bust a tire. So if you are already moving and shaking in your practice, and let's say you've been trying to get some new clients, and you are, you know, you're marketing your practice, maybe you're networking, like whatever your marketing strategy may be, and you uh, just, you're not getting what you want. Things are taking longer than you would like. Uh, you thought this new thing you were doing was going to be the ticket, and it turns out that it's just not happening that way. I think in those moments, it's really easy for us to just kind of get stuck in, again, that disappointment. We can wallow and that's normal. But what I try to do when I hit those moments is, how did I get my last clients? What have I done in the past that has worked? At this point in my business, my marketing is very multifaceted. There's a lot going on. There's a whole lot going on. But it wasn't always like that. And in moments when I'm like, well, you know what? I need to earn more money. I need to get more clients. I think back at, okay, what was I doing on day one? How did I get this business from zero to off the ground, right? How did I actually make an impact, get clients, have results? And that can be so grounding because often if the disappointment is coming on the heels of trying something new, we can want to throw up our hands and say, well, see, this doesn't work. What's more likely happening is that your new marketing effort is taking some time to get some traction. And if you have started a new marketing effort, but just abandoned what you were doing before, then that can also kind of throw things off. If you want to hear more about that, go back to episode six, where I talked about how to craft a marketing plan and walked you through why you shouldn't add more to your plate if that means you're going to stop doing what you were doing before. So if that's you, if you've added more to your plate thinking that was going to be the hot ticket and then that hasn't turned out to be that way, go back to what you were doing before and really stick with that plan and only then add more to your plate. So that is really important. Go back to what's working. You don't necessarily need a fancy new plan. 
You just need to go back to what worked in the last place. What's really important about this, that particular move is that you have to be humble because if you've had some success in your business, let's say you're not just starting out, you already have clients, you've been running your practice for a while, and you suddenly, you know, maybe some clients have left or you're trying to get new clients and you can't, it is so tempting in that moment for our egos to get in the way of us actually making wise decisions. Because we can have this attitude of, well, I'm already past this. I've already done this work. I shouldn't have to do that like I did before because I'm at this new level now. Like I've had all these clients. So why should I have to work to get clients? And that is what's going to stop you. That's what's going to get in your way is the ego around, well, I'm beyond this. So it takes incredible amounts of humility to stick with it. I teach my clients to brag. It's something we do in all of my containers. My one-on-one clients do it. We do it liberated business. It is a huge part of the work. So I'm not saying to sell yourself short or not appreciate your gifts or not even, I want you to celebrate publicly. So I'm not talking about humility in that way at all. I'm not talking about humility in the traditional good therapist conditioning way. I'm talking about this willingness to go back to basics, to be creative, to be willing to do the work, to not be too important to (laughs) do the marketing that worked for you in the first place. And if you're in a place where you are just starting your practice and you don't have any clients and you don't have a marketing plan and you were maybe like me when I just started where I thought that being a therapist was basically enough, like by virtue of me being a therapist, it was going to automatically mean I got clients. If you're in that boat and you're like, oh, I have nothing to go back to because I haven't gotten my first client yet, or I don't have a marketing plan, or I don't know what works, then what I would advise is to make one. And again, you can go back to episode six if you want to have some structure and support for how to actually choose a marketing plan for you. But I would say, if you're in that position, focus your attention on your marketing efforts on executing on something that's really, really simple. And for the time being, don't worry about the results. Don't spend every single day counting that you didn't get a client as a way that you failed, because that is going to only build on the disappointment and make it harder for you to stick with it. And sticking with it is what will get you the results. Again, there are some people who are super fortunate probably also have done some really good work prior to that we're not seeing and who just kind of seem to come out of the gates and it's just going really well for them. And it can be really easy to think, well, this shouldn't take this long because it didn't take that long for my friend. It doesn't seem to be taking that long for that person I saw on the internet. That's not helpful. It's time for you to put your blinders on and focus on your business because you're not running their business. You are running yours. And like I've said before, business is the special combination of stuff that is super uh, like nitty gritty, factual, strategic, but also really simple and all this other spiritual stuff. And if you are running your own business, then your spiritual hangups are going to show up in your business and there are going to be opportunities (laughs) for you to heal them. So know that even if you were doing something the exact way that someone really successful, however you define success, was doing it, it would not necessarily work the same for you. You are going to have to learn your business. Just like if you birthed a child, you know, we're using the metaphor of birthing a business here. If you birthed a child, it's not like all babies are the same. Because if your friend has a baby who like 
sleep, started sleeping through the night at like five months. I don't actually, I don't have kids. Maybe that's normal. But anyway, (laughs) insert the correct information there. And your baby doesn't do that, then you don't need to beat yourself up for it or say like, well, my baby just sucks. Uh, we, We all suck. It's like, oh, my baby must need something different. This is a different child. How can I work with the baby that I have? And that's what I want you to focus on here. You are running your business. It does not matter what is going on in someone else's. Don't waste your time for the love of God comparing yourself to them. I know you can't always do that. I struggle with it too. So I'm not sitting here from a place of being like, oh, it's so easy. Just don't worry about other people. It fucking sucks. It's really annoying when you're like, I'm doing the same things or I've been in the field longer or whatever. But if you can refocus on yourself, get support. I'm here for you. You know that. I have healing money. We have liberated business. I do CEO days. Like I've got you, right? You can come here, get some support, and then get back to work. Do something that's going to move the ball forward. Similarly to bragging, it would also be so helpful for you to find some ways to celebrate here. When we're feeling disappointed, I often hear my clients say this, if they're experiencing a moment of disappointment in their business, I'll hear things like, nothing is happening. No one is signing up. It's not working. And that is almost never true. There is almost always something that is happening. And so often we will only count our success um, at like the most final point. We're not giving ourselves wins along the way. And that's a huge disservice to us. It is hard to stay motivated if you are not cheering yourself on. And that's another CEO move. CEOs know how to celebrate themselves. They know how to celebrate every step of the way because they know that if they don't, that they will not keep going. And if they don't keep going, then they will never get what they want. So you have to be down for the journey. If you're not, you're going to leave. This can be fantastic. I wouldn't trade this for anything (laughs) at all. And it requires a lot. I'm not saying that to scare you. Like I said, it can be a lot of fun, super pleasurable. I think there are strategies for making it even more pleasurable, which, you know, maybe that's another episode (laughs) we'll do the importance of pleasure in business. But you have to be willing to be along for the journey. And your job, more or less, is to find ways to help you enjoy it every step of the way. Like that's essentially your job is kind of like holding yourself through the process. And like I said, it's also really useful to have a coach or a community or both who are also holding you through it because it is challenging and it is really evocative. So find something, anything to celebrate and keep on celebrating, keep on finding ways to celebrate. And bonus points if you do it with other people or you allow other people to witness you. So again, something we do in liberated business and healing money. And this is actually the thing, I haven't said this yet, but this is probably the thing that for most of us is going to need to happen first. Let yourself throw a fit. Just go all out, your own special style of fit. Do it your way. Maybe that's punching a pillow. Maybe that is going to Goodwill and buying some dishes and breaking them in an alley. Like, I don't care what your thing is. Maybe you maybe you play guitar and you're going to like make it really fuzzy and loud and just go ham on it. Like, I don't care what your thing is, but throw a fit, do your thing and let it move through your body. Or if the emotion is more like sad, let the sadness come out. Cry if you need to cry. That's fine. 
Don't let yourself stay there. Notice if there are ways that your mind continues to kind of like pick at the thing. You know, that can be such a cozy place to hang out. The place where you're like, oh, I suck. I tried, but I'm actually not good at this. Everybody else sucks. This is never going to work for me. Like, ooh, that can be such a sweet place to hang out because when you're in that place, you don't have to do shit. (laughs) And we can just curl up in that and be like, well, see, it wasn't meant for me anyway. I can't really change anything, so I'm not going to try. So you know what? Hang out, get mad, get sad, and then start taking action. And you are the one who gets to decide how much time you give that. You know, I'm not in a room with you right now. I'm just in your ears. So you have to guide yourself through that and or get help. I'm not going to keep on elaborating that. You know the drill. So now we've talked all about disappointment, why it happens, how it isn't your fault, but it is your responsibility, what to do with it, how to work with it, and most of all, how you can move through it so you can keep on making progress to reach your goals, which ultimately are in service of you having a really beautiful life. This is so important. I hope you'll save this episode and come back to it whenever you're needing to feel encouraged. Again, when we're feeling disappointment, if it's really got its grip on us, it can be so hard to see it for what it is. We're liable to just think we're trash and everyone else is trash. Don't let that happen. Save this, come back to it, put a post-it on your wall, whatever you need to do. Because if you can nail this, then you can really do anything. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast. So please leave a review and a five-star rating if you found this helpful. And make sure to tune in next week as we continue to explore what it means to be a therapist and a CEO and how you can step into your own CEO self more in your therapy practice. I'll see you next week. That's all today for The Bad Therapist Show. Thanks so much for hanging with me. I hope you got some gems that you can start using right away in your own business so that you can break out of good therapist conditioning and build the business that you want. If you've gotten something out of this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with one of your good therapist friends who really needs to hear it. And while you're at it, please consider leaving a rating and or review so that we can change not just our individual businesses, but transform the mental health system that got us here in the first place. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week for more private practice and coaching tips. Remember, bad therapists make the best therapists.